Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts.
Welcome back into the House of Mystery, and I hope you enjoyed that. That was a, a song from a band we're showcasing today. I just love the um, music, and, and uh, we've got some of the tracks. We're going to be playing some of their new stuff that's just, just coming out, um, and it's the private language. Uh, so thank you for being here, guys. Thanks for having us. Let's, let's talk about you, first of all, before we get into that song. Um, so we've got Blake Lewis and KJ Osaka. Um, where, where are you from? We are both from uh, Washington State, and um, we met almost, uh, almost 20 years ago on the mu- in the music scene uh, in the greater Seattle area. And uh, a love connection was born for music. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, it's interesting. Um, so now the first song we played was The War, and that's a remix. So... Um, what made you do that song? Like, what, what, why did you choose that song and, and, and mix it the way you are? And I know Dave, Dave there, he knows the original, and he said that mm. this, you've done a yeah. great job remix. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, uh, well, BT is the original artist, and he has been a, a longtime friend and, and, and mentor of mine since I met him in uh, 2000, and I opened for him in 2004 in Seattle at this club called Element, and it was like the big electronic club in Seattle, and I was uh, a host um, back then, and um, KJ and I have been playing music since around, two, I want to say 2001, 2002, and um, far as just this becoming our first, um, what do you want to call it? Our, our, our it's kind of introduction to our sound, yeah. really. Um, <laughs> It came out, and we were texting BT, and I'm like, dude, send me the stamps. And he, he like, immediately sent me the stamps. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, wow, we could do a private language remix. Uh, I've done a lot of remixes, and Blake has done some remixes. But we weren't really planning on doing a private language remix for, for very many songs because we, we have this unique sound that we're trying to go for, for our own, and not really – like a remix duo, you know? yeah, and and we don't have any originals out yet. So it was, um, it kind of was a kind of spontaneous collaboration, almost. Um, you know, uh, we loved the original song, and and I was like, yeah, Kevin, let's do this, yeah. and um, we had fun with it. We actually, because of the pandemic, um, and Kevin, Kevin, and I being away from each other, he was in Vegas, I was in Seattle at the time, and um. You know, it kind of happened organically, and, and we made it our own, and um, BT loved it, the label loved it, and all of a sudden, boom, they're like, we're putting this out in a month, and it was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> now we're scrambling to like get our, get our music, our original stuff out there, and, and find a, you know, a partnership, a label, um, and we did, actually, through the, the remix being born. Um, it right. opened the door to Black Hole Recordings, who wanted to know if we had originals, and, and now here we are, uh, you know, about to release Cali Girls, our first original song. So, the the remix kind of opened that door. When you when you do something that someone else has done, does it put a great amount of pressure on you, or do you feel a certain amount of pressure to make sure that the original person liked it? Um, a little bit. A little bit. I want yes, because especially when it's a friend, you know, we're in. in well, especially in, when it's BT too. Yeah, and we had so much so much respect, and and I've learned a lot, um, just by l- listening to his music since you know when I heard it in '95 till till now, and you know, have nothing but great respect for uh, his sonic creations and the man himself. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a little pressure. Um, but it was, it's really like, you know, trying to put our sound out there. You know, uh, it's amazing with uh, Ariana's amazing vocal, uh, you know, the way he produced it and the reverb. It's got this like 80s vibe, uh, you know, which we love. Uh, I'm obviously, I'm like you guys can see it. Listeners can't see it. I'm rocking a Duran Duran t-shirt right now. But, you know, so we love that, that 80s big vocal and it was just perfect to kind of do like a liquid drum and bass remix. And, um, you know, all the while we're like, yeah, we're, we're hoping he loves it, but we love it, you know. So as long as we love it and we're putting out what we love, 
you know, we're being authentically true to ourselves and, and hopefully the listeners can hear that. Oh, I think they will. I mean, it was, it's, um, absolutely. It's a really good update. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of take of, of kind of, um, using another person's song. So now you went, um, um, to everybody wants to rule the world. And that was, uh, that was a big hit for tears for fears a long time ago. Um, it seemed like yesterday, but I'm, <laughs> time is flying. Um, that was another one. And there must have been, again, did, did you know the guys in Tears for Fears or what, what made you kind of, what gravitated you to that song? I, that album and that song and seeing them live, just, it, it's undeniable. Um, and and <laughs> um, just my background, just because a long time ago I was on, you know, the biggest cover show in the world, um, got me, you know, immersed in that, uh, you know, singing other people's songs. And, you know, you grow up, you know, with your inspirations. And um, just like Kevin growing up with his favorite drummers, he's trying to, you know, learn from them, you know, and me learning from Roland, you know, and um, Tears for Fears uh, to just have these amazing choruses, amazing grooves, just you're like sucked inside that song. Like you feel like you're part of another world. And during the pandemic, um, you know, uh, it, it, it just put a lot of things into perspective and Kevin and I were, weren't working together. We had just worked basically a year solid, like three, four days a week, uh, working on this project. And then bam, pandemic happens. We both move different places and you know, how can we, continue, you know, creating our sound together. And, um, we, we had the, the groove cause we started the song when we were together and then the pandemic happened and, and, yeah. and, um, you know, it was, it was tough because that song originally is in six, eight. Um, yeah, it took us a couple of days to get the groove right. And Kevin kind of, you know, smashed it with the, we got the right groove eventually you know that was the tough one like you like you're saying it's like is that pressure on yes the pressure's on definitely because you're doing your own version of someone's song you're not trying to beat the original like the original is the thing that inspired you and to want to even do it in the first place so you know you'll get comments of <laughs> and weird people are like this isn't like the original it's like yeah no <laughs> No crap, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not trying to be. We're just trying to pay our respect to that artist, um, you know, because I love singing other people's music, and, you know, you love hearing other people's music. So um, with doing a cover, it's it's always that double-edged sword, of uh, you know. And um, just at the end of the day, are we loving it? Are we loving this mix? You know, are we going to release it? You know, um, definitely, definitely it. Kind of a backwards way for us to release our, you know, ourselves as a new creative band and entity. Um, you know, first with a remix, then a cover, and um, we released it on Earth Day, which was, you know, I just felt it was fitting, you know, and uh, with a little tagline on the video to be kind to yourself and be kind to the planet. With the with the war, it seems like you know you brought like this, this great energy into that song that everyone wants to rule the world. Um, seems like you had to slow that groove down a bit to get what you were, what you were looking for. Um, did that happen organically as you were, as you were working with these songs? And we kind of have a style here with the private language, which is kind of a mid tempo, um, funky and, uh, around a hundred beats per minute, 90 on up to just under like a typical dance tempo. So we kind of wanted, um, to do that, <laughs> but on the flip side, we love drum and bass too, and so we also want to inject some of that kind of much higher tempo uh, into our songs, uh, like liquid, it's, it's kind of considered liquid drum and bass, and um, we weren't really planning on doing this drum and bass necessarily for this project, but it was just really fitting for the war uh, it was already kind of at that tempo, um, but 
everybody wants to rule the world, um, the, the, the tempo for that, yeah, we slowed it down just a little bit. We straightened it out from from a shuffle to kind of more straight 4-4. Four, four. And, um, yeah, I mean, we wanted to do a cover song um, to kind of spark up Spotify as well because it's just different these days. Uh, you have to kind of take a look at technology where where we're at with technology with iTunes and with Spotify um and equate all the, all that it's not just i want to release an album um you know so it was formulaic a little bit uh, at least in my mind with the remix a cover tune and then a um an original yeah as far as the the creative creative process it was really organic it was you know um we did actually a lot in my studio and uh, we started, I guess, there, and we ended up in yours. But as far as, like, getting the bass line right, um, you know, the right chords, because it's just so... You hear you hear that original song, you know immediately it is... You know? And how do we do that to ours, which is... It's like, it's 4-4, four, four, so... It was really, I would say, it happened organically, but the first day we did not get the groove right at all. I mean, it took a while. We were like, okay, we yeah. got to like come back another day. And Beat and, one took a long time. <laughs> yeah, beat one. Mix <laughs> one. Yeah. Quite some time. So, yeah. um, But, you know, it just kind of, it you know, progressed from there. And we were, as soon as we got it, it was like, oh, there it is. Okay, great. We get it like, you know, okay, it's had a little bit of guitars, but like, what is this cool sound? We're using this like almost like, not a honky-tonk piano, but just almost dulcimer kind of sounding vibes with it and you know getting the the main part of the private language is my voice is format shifted so if i'm singing yeah it sounds like it's just like a little off um so lower a little lower you know yeah it sounds low you know it's kind of got a little almost mutes my voice a little bit and kind of just changes the character design um with the, the vowel shapes and so that was just mainly getting that right um, was a big, big thing. Because we wanted a little bit of mystery to us. When people hear it, they're like, what is that? That sounds like a human, but it doesn't, you know. It's almost like when Autotune first yeah. came out, you know, people are like, what the heck is this thing? You know what I mean? And there's just so much fun processing and, and, and just, just so much fun you can have with vocals nowadays. It's crazy. Um, and contemporarily, like in a lot of electronic music right now, you have all these vocal edits you know, and repitched samples that are high, you know, people sound like chipmunks, you know, people sound like they're down here, you know, so <laughs> getting our sound right, um, you know, is definitely, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a big thing, you know, it, it took, it took a while, it took a while to get just my vocal right, um, and uh, in the right key, obviously, you know, um, for me to sing a song, it's, it's got to sound great. Um, and it's got to sound great going in to the microphone before you can even get to the, the fun mixing process. Yeah. Well, well, we'll go for a break. And what we'll do is we'll play uh, Everyone Wants to Rule the World. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your sound. Welcome to your life.
I still, I really love that. You know, I, I, I come from <laughs> the 80s and working at C89 in Seattle, and I also uh, uh, was the DJ at Neighbors for a while and um, yes. with Trent Vaughn. And, and I remember, uh, and so I still listen to the station, and that's where I first heard that song. So I'm... Uh, yes, Trent yeah. Vaughn. Love C89. When you guys are working together and trying to create your sound, you sort of have to um, um, really kind of expose yourself in a way. You sort of have to be vulnerable with each other. Um, that must take a quite a bit of trust, I would imagine, because it does even in the radio, like when we're working with my co-host, you become very close and you also mm-hmm. have a lot of things you have to share in order for you to to get a group sound, you know. Um, how how hard is that for you to do that, either of you guys? It's kind of I mean we've it, it's it's been an evolution for sure. Um, and the, the the more we drop our guard down, especially in uh, the studio, and the more we we sink our teeth into into the things that like we need help, like a beat we're working on, it's just not sounding good. And we just sit there, and it might be frustrating and awkward, and we just sink our teeth in a little bit. And there's just, like, no judgment between Blake and I. Um, we have such a good friendship, mm-hmm. and, like, nothing really matters except for... The, that's the fir- that's probably the first thing, is, is our friendship. Um, and, you know, we we both have strengths and, and weaknesses, and... and Especially on the weaknesses, where that's that's when we're really there for each other, mm-hmm. and then our strengths, we just pump each other up. We're like, "Yes, do that same thing, exactly what you're doing. Do it, just do it again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. There's a, there's only two of us, so um, <clears throat> it's definitely a lot of that. I'm definitely the boss, <laughs> <laughs> and that's I don't mind that. I actually, my personality, I don't mind when someone tells me what to do. Blake's, Blake, on the other hand, it's, it's hard to get to tell him what to do, but, but I don't mind it. So it's it's a, like a yin and yang that's a lot of true. times, it, right? Yeah, it just seems to work. Um, well, that's important. Yeah, yeah we you both. Know, I think it's, it, we communicate really, really yeah. well together. Um, he, he's an incredible musician, producer, and his drumming skills are, you know, alien-like. <laughs> and me being a beatboxer, it really helps. Um, yeah. To communicate with him, um, yeah, he'll just I'll play be with like, his mouth. Yeah. I need to, you know, and he's plays it right then. You know, it's yeah. it's really fun. It shows. Um, we, we've just we've been doing this for twenty years together, and and we've never had a project. We tried to start a project called the Orchestral Drive By in um, two thousand eight, and um, I I had just gotten off American Idol, and I was really depressed. I got dropped from my label, and was making some really dark music and but it was all Seattle musician inspired and um and then that was when uh Kevin got pendulum and he moved to uh London to be in that band so um kind of our our collaboration kind of took a pause for quite some time yeah. and I'd been begging him to move to LA so we could work on music for almost a decade um and then he did and as soon as he got there I t- I mean like within like 6 months or Maybe the first year we yeah. finally started creating. The first beat we made was just hot. I was like, "Oh, we got something here." Yeah. It was. It was like, "Oh, this is this is sounds like no one. It's groovy and and." Um, yeah, we and, set out to be unique and and, and different. You know, uh, quite a few steps from Blake's solo stuff, and a lot of steps from from my KJ stuff. Um, not really trying to be anything, really. Definitely not necessarily EDM, um, you know. Not necessarily full-on pop. Not we're just necessarily a, we're electronica. Band. Just, yeah. yeah, we're just trying to come up with a sound that was unique and fresh and didn't sound like anyone. But, I mean, obviously we're influenced by everything, yeah. you know. So, I mean, you can definitely hear uh, my influences in the music. You can hear KJ's influence in the music, um, you know. And it was just, the the main thing for this was like, um, just being a fan of Kevin and, and watching him play for years and, and play with these amazing bands and stuff, which showcase him live 
you know, which is fantastic. But on that, you know, I just, I personally never thought, I was like, oh, there's not enough percussion on these tracks. There's not enough, I don't hear enough KJ. I want to hear your toms on stuff. I want to hear, you know, what you would do with this hi-hat pattern on this music, you know. Um, yeah, we go out of our way to do that, like in the studio. Uh, we'll set up the mics really quick. Instead of just, like, going to grab a sample, which, you know, we have a billion samples. He's the sample man because he creates tons of loop libraries for Ableton and, and multiple companies. Yeah. And so he has his drumming out that, you know, other producers and other artists can use all the time. So this one was like, okay, we need to have the private language. Make our own, yeah. You know, our samples. What do we sound like? So everything is really organically created. Um and we spent a lot of time to make sure that, you know, it sounds sounds right and sounds like us and, you know, are people going to dig it? When you uh, write together, does the music come first, uh, the lyrics? Do you do a little bit of both? How does that work? A little, uh, bit, a little bit of both. Yeah, I, it, it, it really depends on the, the mood, the song, the vibe. Like, is it a groove? For me, usually having a groove... Um, is great, but sometimes my melodies will just be in my head. And I was like, I have this melody, so we'll start playing chords, um, usually on the keyboard. Um, I'll attack the groove pretty quickly from my drumming background, and sometimes uh, it's hard for Blake to come up with ideas without that that groove that he can super vibe with. So he's like, sometimes I'll, I'll send him a demo, and he's like, oh, the groove's not quite there. And I'll change things around and make it tighter and mix it a little bit. And he's like, dude, this is hot now. And then it just fuels the inspiration. Uh. Yeah, for sure. Um, the lyrics usually um, are last. But at the same time, it, one lyric can spark a whole entire song. So, mm-hmm. uh, And that usually just comes from freestyling melodies. Like if we do have a groove, I will do one or two takes. And then... We'll, Pretty much that's about it. Uh, I, I used to do like four or five takes, but it always ends up being the first the first two ideas you, you use in a song. Um, I could, you know, do take after take after take, and it's like, well, what was that first one? You know, the first, yeah. you know, almost subconscious thought. Um, and um, usually that's how we we vibe. We vibe on, on the groove, and... Um, I think melody is my strong suit, um, and KJ's is his groove. So we work really well together, um, combining the uh, combining our two powers. <laughs> so what happens when one person doesn't like the other person's creation? Do you guys get into a big fight and throw just, things? Just be like, um, <laughs> yeah, just I'm not vibing with that, man. Yeah. Let's try a different route. You know, we're getting much better. I'm, I'm uh, trying to be more patient. <laughs> yeah. Because Kevin likes oh, come to do on, it give us the dirt. Kevin come on. This. They're like plants fly across the no, room. It's, no, it's good. The more you can do, the more you, the le- the more you can take away. So Kevin likes to do like a lot. Like Yeah. You know, I'll just like. He'll start going off and I'll just be in in the room be like twiddling my thumbs like, okay, yeah. is he done yet? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's like not very good and uh, for a really long time. Like I have something in my head, let me just get it out and there's all these melodies and chords and, and sounds that are not very good happening and then finally after several hours um, I'll find little tiny pieces of everything that I did and then we're like, okay. Okay, I think we I think we got something now. And then so much stuff though is just thrown away um, to kind of find that little note. Uh, it's crazy. But... We have some mixes that are like on mix thirty now. Oh you yeah, know? and and they sound completely different, as, or they sound the same as the first <laughs> mix. You know, depending on the song. But I'm yeah. the same way. Like for bass, because I'm not a, a traditional bass player. I just I play by ear. Um, you know, and a lot of these songs are you know electric bass heavy um with funk and 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 rooted in funk and and slap and and i never was taught that i just i play acoustic guitar mainly and um but i've always i've never played with a pick so i always kind of learned to play kind of in that like chicago funk boogie woogie kind of guitar kind of playing so yeah me buying a a bass a couple years ago was a real challenge i was like and that was you know a challenge for this project. I was like, I want to play more like kind of lead guitar sounds, like washed out, 
verby, just surf kind of guitar mixed that fusion in with Kevin's groove and like a solid funky bass line or, or, or a synth bass line too, but just mm-hmm. make sure there's some kind of stanky funk in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we like you know, to... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We like to produce each other, too. I remember a long time ago, uh, I was recording Blake for one of my songs, and... um, or maybe it was one of our songs. I'm not sure. A long time ago, but he was in—he was on the mic and singing, and he's like, "And he's like, come on, Kevin, produce me." And I really, I really learned a lot at that point because I was like, "Okay, just like don't be afraid to really tell Blake what to do and how to use his voice uh, with, you know, oh, hold that note a little bit longer, squeeze your your cheeks on that note to create a kind of a different vowel shape." And he does that with when I'm on the drums too, and we 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 really vibe with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps it tremendously. I'm telling Dave to squeeze his cheeks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a different thing. I'm on the East Coast. I set that yeah, one that's up. yeah. He set that up. <laughs> but that's that's a different. You know, that's funny. I meant his mouth. Different guy. Squeeze, squeeze, yeah, squeeze <laughs> peaks and, and he gets a totally different sound. Uh, it's that's pretty amazing. Funny. Um, and now the next song we're going to play is, is the Cali Girls. So now I get a feeling that um, there's the sound and everything that you've got with your songs, but there's also some meaning behind something you put out as well. Like you, you are thinking of something. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm wrong, but that's sort of my thought. And so what were you thinking of with the Cali girls song? Like, what were you wanting people to take away from that? Um, well, for me, it was honestly, we wrote this pre pandemic and I had just traveled to Germany, um, for a gig and I met this, one of my 
one of my best buds was living there for six months, so I, I stayed an extra week. And he had um, a girlfriend visiting uh, in town, just uh, just a friend, and um, we vibed, and we, we ended up walking through Berlin till like five in the morning. And she's a good friend now, but at that time, I was just, you know, kind of sprung. I was like, dang, this girl's amazing. She lives in New York. I live in Cali. And so the song's basically um, about a transplant love, you know, um, and and stepping outside your comfort zone and, and escapism is a big thing for us. Um, you know, we want our music, you know, to, we want people to get lost in our music and, and that's what I kind of write about a lot for all our songs um, in various ways. Um, but this one was, that, that was just like the initial thought was just like, oh, let's, let's write about, I, I kind of wanted to make my Beach Boys and California <laughs> Girls at the start, but then it kind of, I just kept thinking about this time I shared with this amazing woman. And, um, you know, we have these am crazy deep conversations and, and it was just like, you know, uh, you know, you should be a Cali girl. You should, you should come, you should move to California, you know, move to California. You know, I just would, you know, mention that to her, like, you know, at the end of our conversations, you should just, you should just come to California, <laughs> you know, uh, for no other reason. Um, but, um, so that was just kind of the initial spark for that song. Um, wrote it with our good friend, uh, Jacob Luttrell, who's a, a fantastic songwriter and, and we had a great session and, it kind of my initial idea kind of you know you know where you never know where it's going to end up and we ended up with Cali girls you know and we wrote that really quickly it was just mm -hmm. we pretty much had the whole entire song arranged and i don't think it's i don't think it really faltered from where it is now honestly just besides a couple, hours, a couple yeah. like intros and outros and stuff and uh yeah it was just a couple hour session we had a great time vibed out and we had the beat and it was uh honestly two freestyles it was me freestyling over the beat, and then Jacob one time, and we just kind of chopped it up, and we yeah. we, we kind of went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, line for line, you know. No matter where you're from, I just want to get to know you, you know. And then the next line, you know, is just kind of organic like that. And a lot of sessions aren't like that, but, you know, when you write with friends, they know you. And... um I don't. I don't really do blind sessions anymore. I, being being in the, in L.A. for such a long time and, and being signed to so many record labels and and A and R's, just like, yeah, you should write with this guy. You should write with this girl. You should, you know. There's just so many times where it can go sideways, and you just don't vibe with that person because they don't really know you, you know. And even they could be the most professional, like prolific songwriter in the world. If, you, if there's no vibe, it's just it's no fun. So it's just kind of like a waste of time. So that's why we we kind of keep our, our team super tight and the people that we work with, you know, people that we love, because um, we really feel like this project's really special. Um, but that was the Birth of Cali Girls. Great. Okay. We'll, we'll And Sherman Oaks in the Valley in California. <laughs> we'll play that out for our next break, and we'll be back.
a song so quickly together um you realize that that's an amazing amount of talent and i'm not trying to blow smoke up your dress but the idea is that there's a lot of people that don't realize that that takes quite a um pairing as we would say like it 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 just sort of has to work it just has to be it couldn't be anybody else working beside you when you're doing that mix or that song right Oh, thank you. First of all, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So I mean, sometimes um, it's got to be, you know, a, a usually a, a a pretty positive environment or positive person. If someone's kind of like, you know, having a strange call with someone and in the same room, that can be tough to continue the vibe of the song. Uh, usually, isolation um, is good for me. Um, and also being surrounded by inspiration. I tell people um, the first thing with setting up a studio is you got to feel good sitting in your chair. you got to feel good looking around your room. No amount of like sound baffling and absorption and, uh, is, is going to fix being uncomfortable where you're sitting because you're going to be sitting there for a long time. Uh, no different than writing in a book, I think, or painting a photo or a picture. Um, I think music is real similar. It's art. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. Especially our song, our songs with private language, because we're, just like Blake said, with escapism and uh, Cali Girls in Paradise and our other songs, that they're, you know, they're beach vibes. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah, I just, I want people to be taken away to some tropical space whether it's in their head or they're actually physically there listening to our music and and you know kind of you know take a breather from their their everyday life whether it's mundane or you know whatever kind of headspace or spiritual place they're in you know um that's what i loved growing up you know listening to music as a kid and and still now you know music that i love like that like a certain song will just take you somewhere and you know you definitely have to have a good vibe and space to work in to do that. You got to be comfortable. Um, you know, there's, there has been many times where I, I was like, I rearranged my entire studio just cause I, I wasn't vibing anymore, yeah. anymore. I was like, there, something needs to change. You know, this isn't feng shui. <laughs> that can happen a lot. You know, you had, you have something to do. You have a song to make. Like, okay, I got ten hours right now to to just dive into the art. And sometimes you might spend six hours cleaning the studio and arranging things because it's just not the energy is not flowing. So yeah, I guess it's you know organizing. It's same with your hard drives and computer. If you can't find any files or a sample that you've created, you got to be organized. And you're it's the same with your computers. It helps. You know, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Because now, like we, they call it mining. So we'll 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 create a song and and 
basically like all the drums that he's played or like bass sounds or cool sounds, you mine them and you create your own samples. So now you can play them live, you can use them in other tracks and you got to be really organized and um, it just helps with the flow, you know, you, I guess it's just that, that mm, the yeah. flow, you know, the room's got to be good. The, you're, you're, Keep yeah, the flow going, the fan, man. Loosen yeah. the cheeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, yep. So the name, first of all, private language. So how do you use that and what reference and why did you come up with that name? Um, well, when we first started, um, my neighbor, uh, <laughs> the Viking, um, we'll just call him the Viking, um, came yeah. up with a private language. He was like, I've always wanted this to be a band name. And he was going to be a part of it, but he ended up getting his girlfriend pregnant, marrying her, having two kids, and, and moving. So he was like, the name's yours. He had already bought the website, and I loved it immediately. I was just like, this is, this is perfect. Um, it's exactly, you know, it just... Our vibe. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was kind of like, ah, oh, it was like one of those aha moments, you know, um, and um it's like a tribe kind of too you know we want people to kind of join our tribe the private it's private and it's a language that uh we are creating and they can speak it to anyone and everyone it's for everyone to come join us um yeah on a little desert island yeah it's it's for the the, the the freaks and geeks and you know people just wanting to let loose and, um, you know, originally the private language, it's actually a, a um, psycho psychology concept that was created in 1976. I, uh, I can't pronounce his name right. I'm screwed up. You got to look it up. But the private language is basically the thoughts inside your head that no one can hear. That's your own private language. Um, and there's been a lot of debate behind that concept um, in, in that world. Um, which is a little over my head. Um, but uh, I just like the mysteriousness uh, about it. Uh, it uh, initially, you know, the, I was like, mm, we're going to be the private language. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to have a different name. You know, my name's going to be Laszlo and we're from planet whatever. You know what I mean? A little too... Scientology, a little bit. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too out there. I was like, I'm like, people don't get that stuff anymore because I'm, I'm a theater kid and... And, you know, I, I, that's why I mean, we're wearing masks. My voice is format shifted. And, you know, I, we've kept a little bit of that. I, there's, yeah, there's not a lot of mystery. There's no yeah. enigmas or anomalies in the music industry anymore, thanks to the internet um, and social media. You know, it's not like the days where you'd have to, like, go on a Friday to a record store and be like, yo, what's coming out today? Here's the only. And then there was only, like, 30. Albums now it's like three hundred thousand like yeah, albums yeah. that refresh you know what I mean it's it was a lot different and there was mystery and you had to like you know be in detail spin Rolling Stone to find your favorite artists and know what they were doing and like how they get their start and it was there's so much mystery still left in the nineties you know coming out of the eighties um, which is you know where all my favorite popular music was made and and the birth of like amazing electronica you know industrial drum and bass um idm trance house big beat break beats uh, you know and you never knew who those artists were you know especially in electronic music where now everyone electronic music is 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 pop music now but do you like the way music's gone do you like the way that things are being so social orientated, the internet, and everyone knows everything you're doing. I mean, I personally don't, but there's no way to not like it at the same time because the, the, the industry's changed and you have to change with it. I can't be the old man that's just like, I still buy my music on a compact disc. <laughs> <laughs> now you make me feel really old. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm an audio enthusiast. I still buy vinyl. I was buying them on a 45. My God. (laughs) You know, I mean, music is like a business card now, honestly. And social media is like, 
I don't know, the, the, the screen for that business card, you know, it's like, here's our stuff, you know, um, personally, I'm, I'm the old school cat, you know, but I know I can't be, you know, so. Well, with art though, we can keep it old school, you know, mm-hmm. like when, when we collaborate with someone, we have, we don't care whatsoever how many, what the stats are for, for, for social media and all that stuff. We just, if we vibe with them in the studio, that, that's it. That's, that's all we need looking at it from, from an art perspective. Um, and that goes deeper too, you know, especially like someone remixing our tune. Um, um, I've done that with my record label too that I started up. Like, hey, if the song is good, the song is good. And if you care about promoting your song, then I'll get behind it. Um, and that's pretty much it. Pretty, pretty simple. Do you think that uh, streaming uh, actually helps you get the music out to people? Um, just, you know, maybe a little bit easier because it's just so easy to get to that streaming platform? Or do you think it kind of hurts more? I honestly think it, I think it hurts more, honestly. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's the debate, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, Spotify... You know, MP, they said MP3 killed the music industry. Then the music industry adapted. It took, a long, mm. it took them a long time to adapt. But, you know, around 2008, 2000, end of 2007, all, obviously the market crashing in 2008, um, record labels imploding because they didn't know what to do with the streaming. And then along comes Spotify, who gets, you know, these record labels to give their entire catalog <laughs> to Spotify. So basically the record labels are double dipping because what the actual artists make is, yeah, is yeah, it's just yeah. BS. It's just total BS. Um, so, you know, if we, if we get a thousand plays on Spotify, we get seven whole dollars instead of a thousand dollars. Starbucks each. And, yeah. <laughs> not even nowadays. Starbucks. We have ridiculous good coffee. We need to share <laughs> But you know, Apple music's a little better. Thousand thousand streams, you get twelve bucks on Apple Music. So, it's uh, it's it's that's crazy. absurd though, yeah, isn't it? Five dollars more. Yeah, Spotify. I mean, so good. But yeah. at the same time, we could have our music on there. Even so. when things went down to a dollar a song. Um, yeah, because even iTunes, it was a dollar twenty nine yeah. when it first started. Yeah, we were yeah. like, what a dollar, and now we're people are literally just paying people or paying playlists to to get their songs heard. Um, wow. you know, that's a whole other conversation with, with yeah. trying to make <laughs> money from, from, uh, of the music industry, mm-hmm. but playlists, yeah, it's, 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 it's a yes, no kind of thing. Like, like we have people in Mexico city, um, Brazil, uh, Brazil all over South America. That is the nice thing. Listening to our music. We have, we, we've never been there. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about now is we get the end, uh, Analytics, as to whereas like the old school days, it would be all record label. The artist would be in the dark. We had no analytics. We'd have before. no idea yeah. what's going on, and then you're constantly calling the, "Hey man, what's up? Are we doing a music video? Like what? What's going on?" I mean, I had the, I had trouble with that. I mean, yeah. so many times I've been signed to two major labels uh, for my solo career, and and it's you know it's like you're walking on eggshells, and and you're just the the boss. I mean, I was signed to Clive Davis, and man, that was just so much BS around that guy and the record labels and, and it was just, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a massive global hit, you don't have, oof, yeah, it's tough. And they didn't know what was going on. Now it's like, we can just pop in our email, check Spotify, check Apple music, be like, okay, our stuff's charting here. Um, who would, who want to see us? Oh, bands in town. Like, let's get on there. Cause we have, we're brand new. We haven't, you know, you know, the, you, you, you guys are our, our second interview ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being fresh Granted, Kevin and I have been doing this for so long individually and had our own successes, but this is a brand new project. It's fresh. You know, we want people to hear it. I, I think it's the best thing I've ever done. And I'm super excited about it. How can we get the word out? Like, are people going to like this? How can we do that? Now we can target audiences. Like, if, oh, we, we are seeing people in Brazil like it. Okay, we should put some money. We are the record label. So now we have to put money into promotion, which is all about playlisting and all this. Yeah. You know, it's a new world that we're just, we're constantly learning and growing and, you know, making mistakes and getting better every time at this. Our label loves everything that we do, too. Like, yeah, like we got the more support. we know, 
uh, and the more we can advertise on our own and, and everything, um, it's just they're like, oh sweet, let's just add a little more kerosene to that. Like you, you guys are you guys are doing great. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Lots and they don't, they don't they they don't uh, have any say in our, our artistic creations or our aesthetic anything. They're just they like, just we love, love it. it. They're like they we love, love it. it. We don't want to touch any of that. Yeah, which is so so. We're Such pretty fortunate. A, yeah. a breath of fresh air, you know, for, yeah. for me. And I, I was very ap- uh, apprehensive at first because um, I haven't been signed in 10 years because I went full indie and, you know, I have like a great fan base and um, I love them so much. And, you know, they've helped me uh, su- and supported my albums when they came out. But there is such a weight lifted when you have like a foundation of a good record label that's actually letting you do what you want. And they love it, and they're like, all right, cool. We'll just spend some money on some radio promo here. We'll do this for you here. Well, you got a little budget for a music video. Like, what? All right, cool. <laughs> so, um, you know. Yeah, get those. You know, today's, today's the yeah. day. Tighten up the cheeks you know, and we, get out there and do the videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, yeah. before we, we're going to play the premiere of the new song you have in Paradise. But before we do, um, yeah. let's talk about how people can find you, like um, website and connections on social media. Where do they get a hold of you? Pretty much anything, the private language. Uh, Instagram's uh, are the, the main one, Facebook, uh, YouTube. On Twitter, it's the private lang. Because we can't go past the 15 characters. 15 characters for some odd reason. Anybody you want to work with? Oh, so many people oh, man. would love to work with. Um, um, my One of my idols is Phil Collins, so it, that would be – I would just want to be in the same room with him. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's getting up there, though. Boy. Yeah, but you, he, he's been coming out with some videos lately. Really? Yeah. He's oh, been man. coming out with some, like, drum videos. He's, like, replaying that stuff. I think he's going on tour. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's I my all time fave. Yeah, we're going to go see him mm-hmm. so he can cry. I would try. 100%. 100%. I love you, Phil. Yeah, oh, there you go. We'll see you at the front of the crowd screaming, and he'll have you cleared out of the crowd. Like, hey, hey. Just shirt off, just going yeah. crazy, all sweaty. Yeah. Yes. Give me a drumstick. Yeah. See you guys. Amazing. Hey, oh, there's good PR. Good PR. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's so yeah. many other. I mean, there's so many producers and electronic music and vocalists and and writers I'd love to write with. And um, yeah. there's so many. If you were to pick man. one, who would it be? Well, Sam, first of all. Um, Sam Hollander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam Hollander and I have written some. Uh, my number one on Billboard, which is called Heartbreak on Vinyl, and we've written six or seven songs together, and we always write one per project. And he was he was actually one of the first people to tell us like, "Yo, this is this is hot. You, this is fresh. Yeah. You don't sound like anybody. You need to you need to do this." And he actually we could have signed with uh, actually a major label uh, two years ago um, when we just had one song done in Paradise because he heard in Paradise and he was like. This is this is fire. This doesn't sound like anybody. This sounds like Parliament and and you know mixed yeah. with Bruno Mars, mixed you know mixed with, mixed with Daft Punk. Daft and, Punk. I mean for Cali girls, um, yeah. you know. So um, so always writing with him. He's always first top of my list because um, I've already collaborated with him. But people that I haven't collaborated with, man, I don't know. I've I've had a long list. That's like the one question. It's like oh Sting, Jill Scott, The Roots. Uh, you know, and those are that's just an old list. Like now, it's like oh, there's there's so many amazing producers we could collaborate with. I mean, Kevin's played mm-hmm. with so many people. Like, Sting, well. that would be that would be a big one. Uh, yeah, boy. Mm. But mm. you know, I played with a lot of people, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> okay, well, what we'll do is we'll play out your your new song and uh, the uh, premiere of uh, In Paradise. And uh, yeah, two premieres today. Cali Girls. Well, you just Cali Girls is out to the world, and uh, in Paradise is the. Uh, it's on deck. It's on deck. So mm-hmm. you get yeah. to hear it first. Wow! See and awesome. here, you heard it here first. Don't forget that. Yes. Well, guys, we want to thank you for being on the show. We'll play out with your new song, and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow,
www.houseofmysteryradio.com The mission has been completed. The end! By George, he's got it! It is the end! I'll see you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.